Hey everyone, I'll give me just a second here to make sure I'm set up. Um, Jesse, go ahead and uh, talk real quick so I can make sure that I've got you on here as well. Hi. Oh, I just scared the baby. Hi. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Sorry. She almost ripped my nipple off, but that's okay. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Um, nice. hopefully y'all heard that, heard that, and Jesse's coming in loud and clear. I, um, we had this planned, obviously, for today. I was running a little bit late on getting, uh, up and going for the show, so that's why I'm just kind of making sure everything's technically sounding okay and looking okay. Obviously, we have Jesse in audio form on this side of me over here. Um, I think it should be set up to where you can hear both of us okay now, and, um, yeah, thanks for joining, as always. We're probably gonna be talking for about an hour or so on today's show, as always, Super Chats donations are going to be um, a very important part of the show today because me and Jesse are going to talk a lot about, you know, the CM Punk and Daniel Bryan stuff. Um, but if there's anything else you want to talk about or if you have any, you know, fantasy booking, like who do you want to see? If CM Punk and Daniel Bryan are coming over to AEW, who do you want to see them wrestle? Any other kind of dream scenarios? Like what do you want out of, you know, these possible signings? Um, also, anything that has to do with the UFC tonight, MLW tonight, GCW tonight. I mean, there's like a ton of stuff going on today. Um, so it's a huge day in wrestling. It's a huge day in MMA. Um, we've had a huge week in wrestling. So there's a lot. Well, we have Super Chats um, to get into as well. But before we get started, Jesse, anything uh, anything you want to throw out there? Or uh, just letting people know kind of how your day's been going? Outside of almost having your nipple ripped off just now. <laughs> Ow. Oh, part two. <laughs> <laughs> um. Things have been going good. I want to say thank you. I love that the chat is already, like, super active and super, like, engaging. And I really appreciate that, guys. Obviously, my hands are kind of full right now, so I can't type as much as I would like. But I do really appreciate everybody in the chat. hope you all are doing well. Happy Olympics. been watching Olympics all morning. One of the, I guess, positives of being up at early hours of the morning with a baby is that I can watch all the Olympic stuff live. So I got to watch a bunch of gymnastics qualifying, like the men's qualifying, so that was pretty cool. Um, just download the NBC Sports app, everybody. You can get put in your cable information and you get you get your all your live events streaming. So yeah, that and um yeah. I'm really excited to have this uh conversation today. It feels like a dream kind of. Yes. Very exciting stuff. Um so before we get into that, I'm going to read out some of these Super Chats. I don't have Corey's in front of me, if you can read that, but I do have the others okay. in front of me. I like Corey's. It says, uh, sending lots of love to you, Jesse, and thank you, Steven, for everything you do at Fightful. I think that's a great one, Corey. Shout out to Steven. Let's give Steven some love. Yes. Um... Yeah, thank you, Corey. I appreciate that. And I saw, I think, uh, Jordan Lasseter, I see in the chat, yes. said... Um, he's got Fightful Select, said it's the best $5 he's ever spent. Thanks, Jordan. Um, the more people that sign up for Fightful Select, especially when uh, Fightful knows that, you know, you're listening to the Weekender podcast and stuff, um, that helps me out each year when I talk about potential raises with the company. They know I'm kind of a draw. So that, you know, that really helps to know that you guys uh, like this service. Even if you don't listen to my podcast on there, it's definitely worth the $5 alone for Alex's podcast. And also, I mean... The the amount of news that Sean Ross app drops It's ridiculous, all the emails I get every day. It's so perfect too. Because they yeah, for sure. Because that that's what I like about it too, is and people might not know this. When you're when you're on Fightful Select, you don't have to like 
constantly be going out and like seeking out all the news like it just gets emailed right to you so like every time you check your yeah. email like you'll have if like any big fightful select news breaks it just comes right to your email every time i record a podcast you're the first ones to know right to your email um same with alex the sour graphs anything else they do on there it's just all it's just super easy to do and then of course if you just go to fightfulselect.com you can just go and pick and choose what you want but for me, it's easy because I just check my email throughout the day, you know, every couple hours or whatever, and then I'm just like, boom, that was simple. Just got the biggest news in wrestling right there in my email. Perfect. Don't even have to go look around for it. So, um, so yeah, Fightful Select, obviously, um, they broke the news. Sean Ross Sapp in particular broke the news about um, CM Punk potentially signing with AEW. So, we're going to be talking about that in just a second. Throwback with a, with a uh, super chat. What's up, Throwback? One of our loyal uh viewers here i mean everyone in the chat I, I see i recognize all these names um like kogan's here george is here bill's mafia is here kevin's here kenny's here jordan's here eric's here i mean geez this is great um right so throwback says at work watching uh these guys going to AEW has me very interested i usually watch nxt and other things but this has me curious to see if they show up at all out might have to order that pay-per-view and throwback thank you very much for that super thank chat you that. and that's also exactly why it's such a big deal that they're signing guys like this that's you prove the point tenfold with your statement uh throwback there's going to be a lot of fans that are still on the fence about if they should get invested in aew and when there's people like i don't know if it's you know for cm punk or for daniel bryan for you or for both uh throwback but if you think they're going to be on the show and you start watching the show, not only are you going to get to see some of your favorite wrestlers again, like CM Punk and Daniel Bryan potentially, but while you're there, you're going to discover, well, not to say you haven't already, but this is speaking in generally, you're going to go, you're going to be like, wait, Jungle Boy, like, why is this not, why haven't I seen this guy in NXT? Darby Allen, Sammy Guevara, like MJF, like what, like this is incredible. Like, and, and because you're there to see Brian Danielson, You'll also discover how insanely talented the young group is coming up on that company. It's going to keep you. I mean, for me, I, I think that's a great way to hook fans in. So, um, it's also a good way if you don't sign them to really piss them off. <laughs> yeah, I guess that's true. I, I mean, I, I think. This is just my uh, assumption. Let me see what other super chats we have, and then I'll get into it. Kenny the Bastard says, uh, Woo, it's Jesse. You kids, stop knocking on my door, Con. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, you very much. Super chats. Those are funny. Yes, thank you for those. And, and just for the for anyone watching that might not know or might be new to the show, the super chats you can do right through YouTube. There's donation links below us. Those work just the same. There's still there's actually different GIFs that'll pop up depending on if you donate or if you super chat. And depending on the amounts, there's like some Easter eggs in there and stuff set up. But um we always make sure to prioritize that. So even though we're gonna be talking primarily about CM Punk and Brian Danielson through the conversation, like if there's anything else wrestling mma football anything related that you want to see either reading or, or answering the audio version of this also goes on the fight talk podcast feed tomorrow so all the audio listeners still get to hear your questions and your statements and all that stuff so it's not only just for the live viewers here a lot more people will wind up hearing it afterwards as well so um uh and that being said um cory hummel with another super chat says take care everyone cory thank you so much man like we we can't 
stress enough yeah. how much we appreciate uh, all he the support. He said he's having uh, he said he's having technical issues right now. I can't see or hear us. I told him to restart everything, but um, yeah, just lots of love to Corey, man. We appreciate you. Yeah, we really do, man. We really do. And I saw you DM me um, right before I jumped on here. I was running late, but I will uh, get back to you about that, Corey. I did see it before I came on here. Um, okay, so yeah, let's uh, let's start jumping into this. Um, I'll, I'll give you the option, uh, Jesse. Who do you want to start talking about? Would you rather talk more about CM Punk or Dane O'Brien? Gosh, they're both kind of huge, aren't they? I guess. Um, I would say we start with CM Punk since that's what Fightful reported. Okay, well. It sounds like CM Punk is returning to the ring. Don't know how often it'll be. Don't know if it's going to be like a full-time thing. I am assuming it's more... I'm assuming if he does go to AEW, this is just a complete assumption, I think he'll have like a handful of matches a year, but I don't think he'll be like a regular because like you'd still want to keep him as kind of like a novelty and attraction. But yeah. if he comes in, um, you know, I've made it pretty known like what i'd like to see the the two main scenarios yeah. for, for me are you know if cm punk comes in it, here's the thing when he comes in he's going to get a massive pop no matter what and that's probably going to last for a few, you know weeks if not months but at a certain point that will die down and the reason that that'll die down is because unless cm punk is like comes back and has completely reinvented himself and like it just like surprises everyone in the ring AEW has such a stacked roster of talent that, like, the stuff CM Punk did back in the day really isn't that impressive in comparison. Like, as far as, like, the in-ring stuff, what's yeah. going to keep him over is the character and him being so famous. Like, in, in the fact... And there's a lot of ways it can go with this stuff. So, as a babyface, I think him versus MJF is, is definite money. And him as a heel, mm -hmm. him and Hangman Page, which I've talked about him going after the drunk cowboy, the alcoholic that's glorifying alcoholism and and CM Punk could obviously also if he wants to bring his real life into it, if he wants to turn heel it'd be easy because he can literally go out there and just start talking about how like he left wrestling seven years ago or whatever because he doesn't even like it anymore. Like he's, he's just like, I don't even like wrestling anymore. They keep calling me. They keep offering me a ton of money. They finally offered me enough money and now I'm here. I don't even want really, really to be here but if I'm going to be here I'm going to beat up this drunk that you guys keep yeah. sharing. So, um, so yeah, who, who, outside of those scenarios that I keep bringing up, like, is there anything that you'd really like to see out of CM Punk in, in a return to the ring? Well, for one, I just want to say, I think that that's a great, great idea. I feel like that's a great way to get CM Punk right into it. If he wants to continue kind of his, the persona that made him who he was, you know, I think one benefit, one Disadvantage I should start out with for CM Punk right now is obviously his kind of failed MMA yeah. career. That's a little embarrassing. Um, you know, he really he really tried that and uh, did not do so well. So I feel like that is a massive disadvantage for him. And I feel like that's definitely something that WWE would sweep under the rug. But I feel like with AEW, everything is fair game. Like, I feel like even, like, his, like, court case, like, his MRSA... And like his, um, like getting fired on his wedding day, I feel like all that kind of stuff is fair game. The failed MMA career is fair game. I feel like all of that, they're not afraid to mention it on AEW when they do mention it. It makes for really, really good storytelling. It's definitely like something a heel MJF 
would bring up. Exactly. Like, uh, MJF, like, yeah. that's that's what makes this thing with him so interesting, is because MJF won't pull any punches, and either will CM Punk. Yeah, exactly. Another thing, and I don't... I mean, there's so much potential. I mean, you've got the whole, like, real-life beef with Colt Cabana. Like, he's in the Dark Order, too, along with Hangman Page. So that adds a whole other element to... Like the CM Punk going after the Dark Order, basically, with Hangman Page for being a drunk. Yep, and Cole got- could also turn on the Dark Order and join back with CM Punk as well. Like, right. there's just a lot there you can do with that. There's a lot you can do, and I don't know if, personally, they've kind of made amends or what. I'm not real sure. I don't know. I, I know that I, you're referring to, like, their their whole court issue. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. I have no idea what term, kind of terms they're on, personally. Yeah, I don't either, but I think it, God, there's just, like, so many options, and even if you don't, even if you have him, like, sort of in a sting role, it works, too, because he's so good on the mic. He's such an asset for someone who maybe is working on their mic skills, and in AEW, there's a lot of people who need to, like, work on their their promo skills. It's It's very, it's not developmental in a sense, but there's a lot of people who are still very green in AEW. And I feel like he could work with so many people. There's just an unlimited amount of potential for him, not only as a wrestler, but as, like, a manager or, like, a teammate, like a tag team person. I just feel like there's there's a lot of potential for that. And it's, it's not even – and what's crazy is the CM Punk signing with AEW doesn't really feel like a big middle finger to WWE. It feels just like a massive advantage to AEW, even though it has the side benefit of being potentially very harmful for WWE or a bad look for WWE. It doesn't feel like that's the sole purpose of this. It feels like it could just work. And I mean, the same could be for the Brian Danielson signing. None of these are like a big middle finger to, to WWE. It's, it's just a massive advantage for AEW. And when my husband, Mr. WWE, walks up to me and goes, you know, Jessica, all this talk about Punk and Brian have me real nervous for, a- or for WWE. It's just not it's not good for them. You know it's a big deal. You know it's a big deal. You know the tides are turning. This forbidden door we speak of just keeps getting bigger and bigger. The frame keeps growing. And it's like things I never thought would happen in the wrestling world are happening. So, I mean, there's a lot of cool things they could do with CM Punk. I feel like, God, he could really, honestly, he could could come out in any segment and cut a promo about something. He could come out with Andrade or he could come out with uh, Malachi Black and kind of make a side-eye WWE thing. He could make a few with MJF. He could... Talk shit to Jericho. He could. Well, there's a there's, there's a certain guy too in AEW that so CM Punk is obviously straight edge and drug free. There's a dude in AEW that literally got yeah. drug free tattooed on his knuckles. Yes. Darby Allen. Yep, but he's got sting. Yeah, I know, but I mean that's not gonna last forever. Like there's yeah, there's it's gonna, kind of hard to believe that Darby Allen is drug free. <laughs> Yeah, it's straight edge, man. Yeah, he's he's nuts. Um, but yeah, there's a. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and good for him. I saw something about how he basically told a. It wasn't like a dick about it, but he apparently told AEW's like, "Hey, I've been offered this. Like, no matter what, I'm doing this. Just like, make sure you can schedule around me doing this movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm going to do this movie." Um, 
But, yeah, I mean, there's a ton of possibilities for all these guys. And, you know, you mentioning the, you know, WWE, the tides turning and all that stuff. The way I look at it, like, I still don't even view it as, like, a competition thing still, really. Right. Because it's... The WWE is an entertainment conglomerate, right? Like, it's not even a pro wrestling company. It's an entertainment conglomerate. Like, Vince McMahon has always wanted to be a... He's even said it throughout history. He's always wanted to own an entertainment company. He doesn't He doesn't care about owning a wrestling company. He wants to be a big entertainment brand. And they've accomplished that. But they're in they're just they're their own thing but i think aew is the best professional wrestling company in the world like that's two different things aew is not going to get as big as wwe especially i mean they might at some point but like they've been around for less than three years like i mean the amount the fact that they're even as big as they are right now is like insanely impressive like insanely impressive. This is stuff that I never thought was going to happen after WCW went out of business ever in my lifetime. I never thought something like this would happen. TNA wrestling, like they had a little momentum here and there. AEW has the momentum of TNA on its best day times a thousand already. Like, mm. but it just sh- goes to show, like the all these really inter- like these talented wrestlers. Because here's here's the difference between the career, career trajectory usually. And you have to take the money aspect out of it in this conversation. I understand, obviously, certain people are going to sign certain places because they want to make a certain amount of money to provide for their families and stuff. I get all that. But, like, if you're a super talented wrestler on the independents and you've been a professional wrestling fan your whole life, like, you grew up on what you consider to be pro wrestling, if you signed to AEW... You get to be a pro wrestler. You get to keep your name. You get to work indie shows still if you want to. You can work that have in your merch. contract. Have your own merch. All these things, yeah. I mean, name it. You get to get... get and, and, and the guy booking you is a lifelong fan. Tony Khan is one of us. He is he is booking his, his fantasy federation with his favorite wrestlers. Like, you're going to have input in the stuff you do. Like, you get to actually choose how you come across on the screen. In WWE, they're going to take you... And say, yeah, I know you love pro wrestling your whole life, but you're now, we need to turn you into an actor. And that's the difference. You can either be a really, really bad actor who grew up wanting to be a pro wrestler and get to wrestle sometimes, but usually for a very short amount, of, short amount of time. Or you can go to AEW and have all those other things and probably get paid very comparable money. Chris Jericho apparently is getting paid more than he ever did in the WWE by AEW. Like, I mean, they have the money to... to yeah. So... It's, uh, you know, it's going to be just a really interesting seeing the, the choices people make, especially because I think NXT is just going straight down. So it's like, oh God. so, you know, if you're, and that's the other difference too, between the two companies, if you get signed to WWE, there's a chance they're just going to put you in the performance center and hide you away. You might wind up on NXT for a long time and no one's going to, I mean, Vince McMahon has made it clear based on the carrying cross booking on Raw, like you should not care about NXT. Like NXT does not matter. Okay, their, their champion just lost to Jeff Hardy in two minutes on Raw. All right, y'all. Like, there, there's, there, you know, there's all these, all these disadvantages. Even if you make it to Raw or SmackDown, if Vince McMahon sours on you for any reason, you're dead in the water. Like, you could be as talented as Ricochet and just be a jobber. You know what I mean? It just doesn't matter. So, but in AEW, you're gonna get a shot on AEW Dark in front of the same audience that watches Dynamite, same show, just before the show or after the show. The fans are gonna decide if they like you or not. 
and you're going to get to learn on the job in front of the audience. And and guys like Wheeler Yuta show up on AEW Dark. They kill it match after match. And look at, he, now he's on Dynamite. Like, cause yeah. the, fan, the fan spoke, he killed it in the ring. He's probably going to sign to an AEW contract if he hasn't already. Like, in, if you would have went to the WWE, Wheeler Yuta, who did try out for the WWE last year, like, went to one of their tryouts. If you would have signed that day, he's probably sitting in a PC right now and nobody knows he's there. Right. You know, so... little to no money. Yeah, the, the NXT contracts can be pretty low also. Like, there there are indie wrestlers that I know have turned down NXT contracts because they make more on the indies than they would have. Now, and now, that's a small percentage of indie wrestlers. I have to make that clear. Like, most of them would be making a lot more money to go to NXT, but there are indie wrestlers out there making more than people on NXT contracts right now. So. Yeah. I I completely agree. I feel like... This is what it feels like to me. And does this dynamic work in the long run? We'll see. Perhaps it evolves a little bit. But at at the moment, it feels like... And I have two comparisons here. One, it feels like Tony Khan works for you. But in WWE, you work for Vince McMahon. That's what it feels like. It feels like Tony Khan is the boss. But... It feels, it almost feels like a doctor, like patient relationship. Like the doctor is working for you, but he kind of knows what's best for you, obviously, because he's got the degree and stuff. Even though Tony Khan's kind of a fan, he's, he's, he's talking with you. He's learning your symptoms. He's learning your gimmick, you know, whatever. And he's going to, he's going to work with you to try and find what's best for you to make you better. Vince McMahon, it feels like he's working with Big Pharma He's got, you yeah. know, the contract with Pfizer, and he's, like, going to push the Pfizer drug on you no matter what because that's what works, and that's what makes him the most money. I feel like that's kind of the dynamic. So I feel like with AEW, AEW works with you and works for you, but when you work for WWE, you work for WWE. And then I feel like when, a, to me, and I'm not a wrestler, obviously, and I don't work for either of these companies. I have no idea how the back end works. I have no idea how the contract works. I have no idea what it's like to work for either of these companies. But as a fan, my perspective is working for AEW feels like you're going the up escalator. Like, you may not be getting there fast, and you may be able to get there a little bit faster, but you're still going up. Working for WWE, to me, feels like you're trying to walk up the down escalator. It feels like it's a battle no matter what. That's a great, a great analogy. Like it feels like you're, you're, a, you're walking against the grain from the moment you sign with WWE, even though it's a big deal, even though you know there's, you know, free merch and discounts at the top of the escalator, and there's big bonuses and big paychecks. It, it's hell getting up there. But with AEW, probably not going to be as big of a paycheck but it's a lot easier to get up there and you can go up higher you know or you can go down and do it again or you can it's, get on a different escalator at the same time right? and see where that takes you like you can be exactly. john moxley and show up in gcw you know what i mean like i mean it's it's insane we literally me and doug were talking about this on, on our live chat this week like name like answer this jesse what match outside of the wwe can't happen right now Nothing. Exactly. Every anything any wrestler that game. you like could be wrestling another wrestler you like in any other company outside the WWE right now. Yep. So why go there? Like that's my thing. It, but why limit it, yourself. And then and then even the 
from uh you, you mentioned all the kind of the the outlook with the escalators when it comes to the talent going to work for for these companies from the company's booking perspective too it's like if you have three demographics or four demographics let's say right you've got uh the the kid audience which i'd consider anywhere from like cognizant enough to know what a television is tell <laughs> like maybe like 15 or years old or something then you mm -hmm. have what I'd consider to be young adults. Like, you, you're old enough to drive. And the reason I say them as young adults versus, like, 18 is because once, you learn, once you're able to drive, you're, like, you really decide more of, like, do you want to stay home and watch wrestling or do you want to go out and, like, try to, like, meet girls or you know, hang out with your friends? You have a lot more freedom when you turn 16. So, like, yeah. if, if you get a driver's license around that age. So that's why I put that them there. You got, like, the, so I'd say, like, the 16 to 30 demo. I'd say young adults. Then you have what I consider to be adults, which are like 30 to like 49. And then what I just label as, it's harsh, but as old people. People that are 50 years old or, or older. And the 50 years old, years old and the kids are going to go hand in hand in a lot of these scenarios because it's going to be like parents and their kids. And sometimes with the young, with the, with the adult bracket as well. Of course, there's going to be some crossover with all of these, no matter what. But when you're WWE, you are only focusing on this one right here, the kids. Once they become yeah. the young adults, it's on them to decide, do you like WCW or do you like uh, AEW or WWE more based on kind of where you're at as a fan? The adult fans, like our demographic, a WWE is doing nothing to, to, to attract us. Nothing. So, mm -hmm. but AEW is just grabbing this right here. They're grabbing our demographic and going, we're going to give you everything you want. Right. And when the, huh. and, and then you got the old people, right? And they're going to go along with the kids. So you got the WWE here and the WWE here. But the thing with doing the, the adults like us and really appealing to us is the more you do that and the more that the young adults and even the kids see how cool it is and how, like, this is, like, the place to be. Like, this is the fun wrestling show. This is the wrestling show that, like, that, like all the people that I listen to talk about wrestling, like people like me and you, the younger audience – are going like I want to be cool also like I'm like what's like when you go to an indie show here's a perfect example this past weekend this past week on Dynamite Nick Gage comes out on AEW oh my god I, okay oh the, man when he said rob a bank I went no <laughs> way I was like and, no way and and even if even if only 30% of that audience knew who Nick Gage was the whole place is cheering because they hear that and go Wait, I'm gonna cheer also. Like, and then they're going, "Why is this guy so over? Who is this guy?" And and they're now it's like it's the big brother syndrome. It's the I want to do what my big brother does because I like I think my big brother's cool, so I want to be cool also. And if he's saying that this other thing is lame that I've been watching, I want to see what he thinks is cool. And AEW has that effect big time, I think, and and that and that really stamps even more when you got guys like Brian Danielson and CM Punk, these fans that like. WWE fans are like they're they're gonna be some of their favorite wrestlers ever if you've been watching over the last decade and it's like wait that's the place to be like mm -hmm. okay what am I doing watching this then like I'm watching mm -hmm. that and and the real problem with the WWE's outlook is there's like reports that have been coming out Triple H is taking a hard look on how to attract more oh, more wrestling fans. Rolling well, Loud, that went over real well. <laughs> I, I actually watched that last night. I was actually paying more attention to the bare knuckle fighting show that was between TikTokers and YouTubers um, than <laughs> I was SmackDown. But I did watch the Rolling Loud thing. Nobody seemed to give a heck what was happening there. Um, but 
But that's the thing with Triple H. It's like, hey, what should we do? What should we do to try to get more fans? Guess what, Paul? We're all still here. We're just not watching your show. Start, start, just, just do something to make me want to watch Raw. Like, yeah. I'm, like, I'm, I'm not against watching Raw and Dynamite. Like, I'll watch both. But you give me no reason to watch Raw because I'm not a seven-year-old kid. So, mm-hmm. like, we're all, we're all still here. There, we're, there's millions of us. We're watching AEW now. So, literally, it, it, it isn't like this, and it, it, it's not a tough formula either. Stories that make sense, good matches. That's all AEW is doing. And you throw in a couple surprises every now and then that appeal to the, the hardcore fan that makes everybody buzz about wrestling. And by right. the way, we're the ones spending money on wrestling. We're the ones buying the pay-per-views and the ones buying the merchandise and the ones going out and telling our friends, hey, come over and watch the show. Hey, I want to go live. Come with me. When I went to AEW in Atlanta, I went with a group of people that was probably 10 people deep. Me and maybe one other person had ever watched AEW before. No one else had a clue. The second they saw Chris Jericho come out on the screen towards the beginning of the show, they were like, oh, this is for real. They were like, Chris Jericho's on this? Like, yeah. um, you know, immediately, they're, Dean Ambrose is on this? You know, it's like, wait a second. Like, I didn't even, like, this is, I just thought this was, like, I didn't know this was for real. You know, like, and that's, that's the kind of effect these kind of things have. Yes, definitely. And I feel like, oh, there was a point I was gonna. I'm sorry, I've talked for a very long time. So no, I'm no, sorry. it's good. I was gonna make a point, and I either you made it or, or something. I don't know, but yeah. I completely oh, sorry, agree God. with everything you said. It's a huge deal, and we do have a super chat from Kenny. Oh, thank again, you, Kenny. Jesse's husband, the WWE guy. Those kids at our door told you to go away. What if they change the scale of that with fortune cookies, Jesse? The all wrestling gal, then the doors are no longer forbidden. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny, you're hilarious. You're so creative. I appreciate you so so very much. That Thank is hilarious. You. Thank you and so I, much, it is Kenny. true. Like, the doors are really no longer forbidden. And I feel like AEW is giving us, like, what we want. And that's, it's that simple. Make it make sense. Give us what we want. That's really it. It's not that deep. It's wrestling. Make it fun. Yeah. I mean, Tony Khan is literally, like, he's around our age. He's been watching wrestling his whole life. He grew up in Chicago, which is a big wrestling city, and you know CM Punk has been on his, like, wish list since the day AEW formed. So, like, and that's another thing that you mentioned earlier that I think is, I I didn't want to forget about, is you said CM Punk going going to AEW isn't really a middle finger. That one really isn't, and I think Daniel Bryan's a nice guy, but his kind of is. Because Yeah, a little bit, yeah. Because CM Punk has been out of the game for, like, whatever, seven, eight years. And mm-hmm. he's got the sour grapes with with the WWE and, and all that stuff. Like, there's a lot of reasons he probably would never want to go back into the WWE for any reason. I mean, the guy quit on the company when he was supposed to wrestle Triple H at WrestleMania because he didn't think that was a big enough match. Like, if you don't think that a... If you don't think that a match against Triple H or WrestleMania is a big deal, like, you don't need to be working the WWE. Because, like, right. nothing's going to be a big deal. So, so, but, so, I, all that being said, I don't think CM Punk was ever going back to the WWE. I know he did that backstage show, but that was different. He was signed by Fox. Yeah. But, um, the Daniel Bryan situation is, is a bit different, though, because he was with the WWE, and he, he, he made, w- made the decision. Guy. Huh? He was a WWE guy. He's total divas. His wife is like literally one of the biggest faces of WWE. Yeah, they're probably gonna put him in the Hall of Fame this year. 
Like, so, I don't think he's in the Hall of Fame yet, is he? I think he was going to yeah. go in. But, anyways, yeah. But he had the actual, he had to make, he made the actual choice, though, to not re-sign with the company, to let his contract run out. And if he is signing with AEW, and I've talked about this on other shows, too, this is why, I, this is what I'm assuming is a big part of a lot of this, because I've heard some rumblings and I've heard him talk about it a little bit. I promise y'all, Chris Jericho has a lot to do with this. Like he's really? the one calling these dudes and going, Hey, I know like, as I bet, I bet you Daniel Bryan was sitting there going like, yeah, of course I'm just going to resign with the WWE. Like they keep giving me a ton of good money and I can just be a cog on the wheel forever and go in the hall of fame and the whole deal. And it'll be pretty easy life. Like I, you know, but I think Chris Jericho is calling these guys up, like guys like Big Show, Mark Henry. I know he's the one who recruited uh, John Moxley when AEW started. I, there's, he's making these calls, I think, and going, "Yo, like if you have any respect for me, you got to at least listen to Tony Khan." Like you know, calling Dan O'Brien, just going like, just have a conversation with the guy. He's the olive branch. Uh, yeah, I really think so, and and I think that when these guys get on the phone with Tony Khan, they realize like, Oh my God, like this guy is a massive wrestling mark. And this is every, he's telling me everything I've ever wanted to hear. Like he's probably sitting there going, Brian Danielson, American dragon. I'm such a big fan. Like your match against so-and-so your match against Nigel McGinnis back in 2000, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Like it, it was one of my favorites. And I, I heard that interview you did on like busted open radio a few weeks ago. And, and I know you want to you work. We want to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Like I can actually make that happen. Like we work with New Japan yeah. Pro Wrestling. I can get you onto New Japan Pro Wrestling if you want to wrestle there. Like just tell him everything he wants to hear. And then, and then the icing on the cake is probably. And by the way, we'll pay you more than you were getting over there, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. it's going to be a no brainer for these guys if they want to become pro wrestlers again. Uh-uh. Samoa Joe's got to be sitting there going, "Oh, oh what did I do?" <laughs> like, yeah, like, dang it. <laughs> Because uh, yeah. I bet you his whole deal is contingent on, you know, hey, Being Joe, a- we're going to bring you back. You're going to beat Karrion Cross. This is going to be a really big deal. You're going to be the face of NXT again. Cross loses. I know. And then he loses to Jeff Hardy. And now nobody cares if, Joe, if Samoa Joe beats Karrion Cross or not. Because NXT doesn't matter anymore, y'all. It just doesn't. I, and I hate saying it. I love Kyle O'Reilly. I it's love Adam fun. Cole. I love Johnny Gargano. I love the new guys they've got there, like uh, uh, Trey Baxter and the guys on 205 Live and stuff. But the NXT doesn't matter, y'all. It just doesn't. So, I'm sorry. Nope. We do have a super chat. It says, uh, it's Deshaun. Thank you. <laughs> it says, hey, Jesse, how are you beautiful? The tides are changing, and I'm happy for it. I will cream if I hear cult of personality. <laughs> Yes. I think I there will be a collective cream. <laughs> yes, and he can use it. Um, he can use the song because he used it in the UFC. Right. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, same goes for Brian Danielson getting the final countdown. I know that Europe, the company or the the band that does that song, they apparently asked Ring of Honor like, year, I think it was years ago, and Ring of Honor did like a, it was something they were gonna tape and they they needed to get the rights to the song if they were going to like sell the show or whatever. I can't remember yeah. the situation, but they wanted some like insane amount of money that like ring of honor was like, he were not paying that, but Tony Khan will pay it. <laughs> so. okay. Yeah, uh. definitely. I think, yeah, that's the one thing that Tony Khan has shown us. It's flexibility to just like buy the rights to songs. 
which is like it's something you know what it is it's something so small and so like seemingly insignificant at the moment but when it happens it's like a big deal and i feel like it's a excuse me it's a really big deal for the wrestlers yeah i mean you look at you look at what happened to like keith lee when they changed his music even though you know it wasn't because of like copyright i guess it was because of the cfos but god it just killed his momentum from the get-go and it's like those songs are so important and uh, even though Mikey Ruckus does, like, an amazing job with the AEW theme, did you see that he got two hours notice for Nick Gage? He wrote him a theme in two uh, hours. Wow, and they just had to make it sound as much as they could to, like, uh, just, like, something, like, hard rock, hard metal, just yeah. something that reminds you of Nick Gage. I didn't really, I didn't, I did not know that, Jesse. He had, like, two hours to put that together. Yes, he put that on, um, he put that on Twitter, yes. It's incredible. Issa! Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Screw CM Punk and she gave us a super chat. Thank you. It says screw CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. Did you guys hear Roman last night? I needed a cold shower after. Love you both. Oh my god, yes. My husband wasn't watching. He was in bed, but then he actually like was like, "Hey, did you hear that Roman Reigns promo last night?" I was like, "Yeah, did you hear about the missionary part?" And he goes, "No, they didn't put that on the on the highlight." I was like, "Yeah, that was probably like the best thing." And my husband goes, "That was the best promo that Roman Reigns has ever done." And I completely agree. I thought it was hilarious. I heard the promo after the fact. Um, Roman Reigns is the man. I will not. When I can say a lot of bad things about the WWE, I will never say one bad thing about Roman Reigns. That guy is awesome. He's the best thing the WWE has going for them by far. But uh, during around that time, I was watching. Uh, I'm trying to find my tweets because I don't even know the names of these people. I was watching Box. Um, yeah. It was two guys called D. It was DK Money versus Nick Ireland. Um, I think they're both TikTokers and or YouTube stars or something. It, but I was watching it on Fight TV last night. Shout out Fight TV. But that nice. was um, that was it was like the worst boxing match I've ever seen. But I was watching that instead of SmackDown. <laughs> <laughs> um, you just casually put that in there. Yeah, I mean, I I I had two screens up, but once I saw the Rolling Loud stuff, I, I saw um, I saw Otis That's like out in front of the Rolling Loud crowd, and I saw just the reactions, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just watch these uh, celebrity boxing fights instead. I know. <laughs> um, but uh. But yeah, I think that's funny, Issa. Thank you for the super chat. Screwed CM Punk and Dana Bryan. I know you're. I know you're kidding, or and or you're like just a, a big fan of theirs. But it's funny because I have seen people online that Roman. are, huh? She's just a big fan of Roman. <laughs> well, I know. I know she's a big fan of Roman as well. Obviously, Lil Roman, my favorite dog in the world. Um, but the um, I have seen a lot of people online that are like actually like. Hey, hey, screw you, Brian Danielson, for turning your back on the WWE. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> like, like you're so butthurt over a dude, so like who mad. wants who wants his life back. <laughs> well, like I said, and I even made the point of like, okay, so AEW is signing all these wrestlers, and then they're panicking, and they're going to sign Braun Strowman again, and it's like. <laughs> Did you see that? No, I, that was like the, the the second he got let go. I said they're gonna he'll go back there for less money. He won't. We won't wind up anywhere else. No, he can't end up anywhere else. I could not see him in AEW. I think I said that from the beginning. I was like, there's just no way. He's a WWE guy. Wendy asked for a lot of money, and he's not worth the money. That's the that's the the catch twenty two with him is like 
he's a big he never worked the indies so he doesn't his, his rate for the indies would probably be so high that no company would ever make their money back to to hire him for a show because the demand isn't there on the indies to see braun Strowman. And he's only going to work for a, a, a certain minimum based on what he was making in the he's WWE. He's not a draw. He's not an indie draw. He's not a WWE draw, but he, but he's, but he is, but yeah, he makes the most sense to work for the WWE. He is, yeah. You know, Braun Strowman does not a draw <laughs> at all. Yeah, I guess that's fair. He's not a draw, but if he were to draw anything, it would be for the WWE. It's like the WWE yeah. brand. I, I mean, yes. Once again, I'm not going to go to GW for and watch Braun Strowman. Well, like, yeah. You know, and there, in like Kenny mentioned, Impact. There was a lot of people saying that if you're Impact Wrestling, you're not paying that for him. Like, no. you're, just, you're not worth it. You could sign four or five really good guys off the Indies for what you'd have to pay Braun Strowman to go in there and have one bad match a show. I mean, like, who? It's hilarious to me. Like, yes. And here's the other thing, and this also kills Braun Strowman. Omos is legit. This guy's actually <laughs> okay in the ring. Like, for like what he needs to be. Like if you have Omos, you have, like what's Braun Strowman? A, a shorter guy who isn't as as who uh, Omos at least hasn't been overexposed yet. Like I'm sure at some point he'll lose to everybody, just like these other guys always do. Yeah. But, but like the the appeal of Braun Strowman is way lower when you got like when you got a guy like Omos around, in my opinion, who's bigger than Strowman is. Yeah, seeing them seeing them in a match would be fun though. That would be good. Uh no, the match wouldn't be, but but I, but I think that. It would be an interesting, uh, be an interesting story, an interesting sight to see the two of them squaring yeah. off. But like the match itself, I can't imagine that being a good match. But I, think, I actually think it would be good. Mm. I actually think it'd be good. Yeah, I think so. I think you're 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 shitting too much on it. I don't know. Really? Maybe, so maybe, let me know in the maybe, chat, y'all. You think you think it would be a good match, Braun Strowman versus Omos? Braun so. Strowman is surprisingly athletic. Mm-hmm. But Omos needs a little bit of help. He can well, he can other people really for, well. For there to be any chance of it being good, it'd have to happen like a year from now. Like Omos isn't yeah. ready for oh, that. Not, yet. not like tomorrow, but yeah, give yeah. him more time to develop. You ever see the Undertaker versus Shawn Gonzalez? No. It's one of the worst matches in history, and, and the Undertaker was involved. But it, the the Giant Gonzalez is like was bigger than him, and like even the Undertaker couldn't. Put it right. Um. I scared her when I was laughing. <laughs> Yeah, I and mean, Strowman definitely is more athletic than, like, most guys his size, for sure. But, like, I don't know. He's just been ruined so badly for me that I just don't care. Yeah, neither does Savannah. <laughs> um, let's see, what else we got? Uh, as far as Daniel Bryan, like, I think that him versus, like, Kenny Omega is a no-brainer. Yes. What anything else like in, that you would have in mind for for Brian Danielson that you really want to see in AEW? Uh, pretty much uh, everybody. I think one thing I do want to say I think it's important with CM Punk and Daniel Bryan. I while them being signed is super important, and obviously we've kind of fantasy booked, or you mainly have, um, putting CM Punk right in that picture with Hangman Page, who could potentially be the champion at the end of All Out. Even though they're both big names, I, I think AEW's done a really good job with these big signings not jumping their talent right into the title picture, which is a big criticism I have of WWE. Like, Goldberg literally just walked out and said, I'm next, and suddenly he's the number one contender for the WWE championship. Like, okay, what the hell ever. And I feel like AEW has done a really good job like with Christian Cage. He's like, no, I want to earn it. 
and you know all these signings and like Andrade he's not jumped straight into a title pitcher he's feuding or starting a group and they've done a really good job easing these people in without diminishing the spotlight on the people that they've built up so far and I feel like that's important and I really as much as I would love for you know a CM Punk or a, a Brian Danielson to be right in that title pitcher I feel like there's a lot of really fun matches that they could have um, with lower, not even lower guys, but just any, literally anyone else on the roster. I feel like they could have really, really good matches and put people over and make people look better. And because uh, I mean, like anybody, anybody in like the mid card range right now is going to benefit from a Brian Danielson match and a CM Punk match. Like, the, those are high marquee names, and even if they do take a loss, AEW is so good about protecting people and losses or at least making them look good, too, that it's it's okay. Like, and I feel like as much as I want to, like, book Brian Danielson against Kenny Omega, like, immediately, I don't know. Maybe I want to see him feud with the elite for a little bit i don't know or maybe feud with i'm trying to think who would who would be fun like a sammy guevara yeah yeah, yeah, there's a lot of really good options like like yeah i'd love to see a baby face versus baby face uh uh him versus uh jungle boy i think it'd be a lot of fun oh shit yes jungle boy would be good like yeah like the smaller flippy guys like a sammy guevara or like a um yeah, like a Jungle Boy. One on top of that, like, with the Forbidden Door, like, you got him versus Zack Sabre Jr. in New Japan, him versus Will Ospreay in New Japan. I mean, like, you have, like, it's set up. For, he can show up in Impact. He wrestled Ace Austin. I mean, like, there's there's so many possibilities for that. Or you go back to WWE and you get to just keep wrestling the people you've wrestled a thousand times over and over again in five-minute matches. Um, yeah. It's just such a no-brainer. Um, such a no-brainer. But, uh... <laughs> Kenny with another super chat. Thank you, Kenny. Yeah. Says sigh. So oh, go ahead, Jesse. <laughs> I wish someone <laughs> would acknowledge me like NYC Demon Diva does with Roman. Sad face. Well, man, you just you gotta get to the head of the table. Fast. Just work your way up there, man. You can do it, Kenny. I believe in you. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I've same though, Kenny. I mean, I don't. That's she. She is. She's a. I don't even know how to say like she's a she's a super fan. She's a Roman super fan to the point where her dog is named after Roman Reigns. Yeah. But it's the perfect name for that dog. It really it is. It's the perfect name for that dog. It is the perfect that name. That dog lives, eats, and breathes the name Roman. Yes. It's perfect. It's beautiful. It's like poetry in and, nature. And he acts like such a big dog, you know, the big he dog. Does. He is the boss. He is the head of the table. <laughs> yes. But it's funny because so is Issa. Issa gives very much head of the table energy. Like, in the female way, she gives big dick energy. Like, does that make, like, not like. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I remember her, like, she used to tweet about, like, lady, lady boners a lot and stuff. Yes. She gives big dick energy because she's, like, someone you don't want to piss off. And, but she's the sweetest person in the world. So she has, like, big dick energy. She's got, like, alpha male female energy. And her and Roman both have that energy. And it's so funny to see that dynamic. Yes, love it. And j- just for the record, if I had to pick like one thing for Daniel Bryan, like the like the first thing, like got your choice at anything. 
I would have him in Kenny Omega as fast as possible. Like really, that is, okay. I, I would. That's something you would make an exception for. Yes. Um, CM Punk. I don't know if I would. I don't think so. See, the the thing with CM Punk is that he's talked for years about how he's been open to the idea of coming back to wrestling, but he needs a story that like really motivates him to to want to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think for him. The appeal isn't so much like, "Hey, I'll make you the AEW champion," because I don't think, I don't think he really considers wrestling. I know none of them, quote unquote, real. Like you know, from the perspective of it being a sport, but like, to a lot of wrestlers that are younger and stuff, still like that's still like a real thing to them. Like winning their first world championship, they really want to achieve that in their wrestling career. I don't think CM Punk would care that much about being coming the AEW champion. I, I I don't. But I think he could get really into stories that he can sink his teeth into, like like I mentioned with like Hangman Page or MJF. And he's such a big like comic book guy, and he's such a big Ninja Turtles fan and stuff. I think he could also see himself as like a scenario where it's like you know if the Dark Order were heels, for instance, it'd be like him as like Casey Jones going up against the Foot Clan, pretty much. Like there's like. You know, there's all those kind of things you can look at it from the way of, like, a comic book fan with some of the stories and, and the long-term booking and long-term stories that AEW does. They can really sink his teeth into. And he's also been, like, writing for comic books over the years. And, like, they probably give him creative freedoms to write a lot of his own stories and stuff. So, like, there there's a lot of cool stuff there. But for Brian Danielson, like, I don't think he would come in and beat Kenny Omega. I just think that's such an undeniable, like... If you got both of them, like, just do it. Because, like, not, not it isn't the same thing. I don't want to... I got to make the comparison just for the sake of kind of proving my point. It's like when WWE brought in Sting and didn't just do Sting versus Undertaker. Like, yeah. it was right there. Like, instead you did Triple H. And then before you knew it, you didn't have access to Sting anymore because you wound up getting hurt after, like, two matches. So... Mm-hmm. You know, Dan. I'm not saying like I think Dana Bryan's gonna get hurt or whatever, but I mean he has missed years of his career because of injury and stuff. You just never really know. I don't think he's quote unquote injury prone. I just I'm just saying like you got both guys right here, ready to go. Like just just do it. And if Brian Danielson loses, who cares? Because you know, like you mentioned, Jesse, AEW has a really good way about even putting their losers over. Like yeah. in matches, like it's not going to hurt him to lose to Kenny Omega, especially because Kenny Omega is such a strong champion for them. And once he goes, and then he could just go right into wrestling any other people we just mentioned, and you're right back on track. Like no one's going to care that he lost to Kenny Omega. It's not going to devalue Brian Danielson at all. So, yeah. you know, I just think that'd be, I think that'd be a home run if you could set up like your next paper, excuse me, your next big pay per view with with. Uh, the comb or the uh, the main event of uh, Omega versus Danielson, I think, would just be nuts. Especially if right underneath that you had like MJF versus Punk or something like right underneath uh, Danielson and Omega, okay. like, and then you got like Mo- and then you, on the same card you could have Moxley and Gage potentially, like spicy. Because I, I I'll ask you this: Do you think we get Moxley and Gage in AEW or GCW? Because now I'm thinking we might actually see it in AEW. It could be a GCW match in AEW. Right, like they probably almost kind of like branded how like yeah. WCW had their own WCW match on Raw the one time. Yeah, and all that stuff. yeah they could do that. I think, I feel like Nick Gage is a is a GCW guy, and I feel like he that's that's a leverage that he could potentially push. You know, hey, I'm going to come on your show, but you know, we got to put GCW up there, and I think they would. Because I don't know, is is he just doing this one-off thing, or is he all elite? 
Oh, no. Well, I mean, he's not signed to the company, to my knowledge. Yeah. But he... So there's a lot of moving parts with it. Because GCW, that's Forbidden Door. I mean, they're, they're probably the biggest indie company yes. out there right now. So, Great company. It's fun to watch. Yeah. And speaking of, tonight, Fight TV... Uh, tonight and tomorrow night, they got Homecoming night one and two. Like tonight is Nick Gage versus Matt Cardona. <laughs> like, like. Now is this live or did they? It's already... live. It is. Ooh, yeah. I might get that. Is that it, on Independent Wrestling TV? It's on Fight TV. But it's on Fight. Okay. But it sh should have been an IWTV. That's part of this big lawsuit that both sides are dealing with right now. All this, sh all this stuff should have been an IWTV. Um, but that's a whole other conversation. But <laughs> yeah, it's gonna be sick. I mean. And they got a lot of good matches on that show. GCW's got a ton of great talent. A, ton, a lot of young talent, too. And that's what... So I think the trade-off is, like, AEW got Nick Gage, and we're going to have Nick Gage versus Chris Jericho on Dynamite. And that's, you know... I think the reason Gage showed up last week is to create some more buzz because GCW has these big shows this weekend. So people sure. saw him on AEW, and they're like, oh, damn, like, what's this guy all about? He came out with a pizza cutter? Like, I gotta watch this guy this weekend. And I think GCW is going to get a really good buy rate this weekend. And yeah. then on Wednesday, I think that I think that Jericho is a very smart guy when it comes to reinventing himself. I think mm -hmm. Jericho knows he's getting a little bit stale right now. That's why the pain maker came back. Mm -hmm. And I think he's going to take a lot of this stuff. I think he's going to take the pizza cutter on, on Dynamite. I think he's going to take barbed wire and thumbtacks and, and maybe even fluorescent light tubes or, or glass. Wait, or, I, light tube. Oh, my God. He, I think he's going to go all the way and like have a death match with that. I don't think it's going to be like as brutal as what you normally see on GCW because it's still TNT. But like, I think Jericho is going to prove the point of like, I can do deathmatch wrestling. And they like Jericho could even show up on oh. GCW at some point. I mean, like, you never yeah. know. You never, and I think, you know why I think he's willing to do it? It's because he sees, like, NBA Twitter, and he sees all, like, the casual fan, like, the people that are, like, discovering AEW because, like, basketball. They're seeing, like, people make fun of him for his physique. And I think he's, like, he's probably, like, well, I'm fucking old. I can't really get in shape like I used to because I, I like to party and I like to eat or whatever. So I'm just going to go out there and show him I can do fucking deathmatch wrestling, too, and I'll bleed a little bit put my body on the line. I may not be in the tip top shape of my life, but damn it, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to bleed for you guys and earn your fucking respect. I really feel like that's a motivator for him. Yeah. I feel the same way. Like what I, I just keep reinventing yourself. If you can, like, why not? <laughs> like, I don't know if Jericho's going to just become like a full on deathmatch wrestler, but that's another thing that he can kind of have in his, in his bag of tricks. Like, Especially if you keep bringing the pain maker back because of that, like you have like all this all this alter ego that's like really credible in these deathmatch type scenarios. So, yeah, I think I think it's all awesome. And and as far as like how long Nick Gage is there, I'm not sure, but they've been building, uh, you know, Nick Gage versus John Moxley since WrestleMania weekend. Yeah, and everyone was assuming that would happen in GCW. Because everyone also assumed that Nick Gage would never wind up on mainstream television. So, now that Gage is on AEW, I don't know if they sign him, but I do think he could be used very similarly to Eddie Kingston. Where, yeah. you know, he's not on the show wrestling every week. And even when he's on the show, a lot of the time he's like on the outside or cutting a promo or whatever. But you don't see him wrestle that often. But when he wrestles, he's super over. Yeah. 
and I think Gage can can potentially be that guy. The only thing that like worries me about Gage, like from a physical standpoint, is like I've seen him like in in real life, and he ha- he is it's it's similar to a guy like Mick Foley. Like when, yeah, I was gonna you, say Mick Foley. I was gonna say Mick Foley. When you see him in real life, you're like, holy shit. When you see him walking around and like he's kind of got like the you know crazy eye and stuff like that well well he's got and it's like you know it looks like he has a hard time just kind of walking yeah. around to a degree like because he's just yeah. his body's been put through so much but when the bell rings it's all you know it's mdk you know it's it's they they don't like you wouldn't know but then like the match ends and like you wait around i, I got a buddy go doug went to the uh, gcw show in houston a couple weeks ago waited like two hours after the match to be able to meet nick gage and he said that after the match, he's like, man, he's like, I don't know how this dude does what he's doing. Like, he is he is beat up after these matches, you know? And and obviously, I mean, the stuff that he puts his body through. But there's also a level to it, too, where, like, in hindsight, I'm seeing a lot of stuff now. Because, like, Nick Gage did this GCW vs. Loco show. And then the next night, he was supposed to do a death match against Alice Colon, who's the ultra-violent champion. And... He, he didn't do the match. Like, normally he just... It's just like YOLO, right? He just always just deathmatch death. It doesn't matter how many days in a row he just does it. They pulled him from the second night a couple weeks ago. And I think the reason is they knew they're like, we're not risking you not showing up on AEW. You know, like, we know that's what's heading, what's happening next. So, like, we're not, we're not making you go out here and kill yourself. Like, you need... This is your big thing. Like you need to wind. You need to be seen on AEW. Like we're not risking anything. So, I think there. I you know, and that's another thing too. Like this is just. It could be really big for GCW and Brett Lauderdale and that whole that whole group there because Nick Gage could could really open up the audience. That there's there's definitely a, a big part of the AEW audience that doesn't watch GCW, and this is a good chance to try to get more fans over there too. So, it's uh, it's very interesting. Hello, hello, hello. Did I lose Jesse, y'all? Oh, I was, I was muted. Sorry. Oh, there we go. I, 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 have, I had no idea I was muted. <laughs> I, I was, I'm sitting here like going, yeah, okay. Cool, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, sorry. No, you're good. Now I said it's an exciting time to be a wrestling fan, and uh, I completely agree with you. I think it's a win-win for AEW and GCW. I think that's what's nice is when AEW is working with these companies, it's kind of a win-win for both of them. AEW gets the pop and the the hardcore fan kind of motivated and excited, and then the other company gets the free promotion. Not free, but they get the extra publicity. So, I mean, it's a win win for for both companies. And real quick, Kenny, that bastard, once in another super chat about being the head of the table, and he said, "But what if it's Thanksgiving? That's rude." I think you know what? I think Thanksgiving's the way to go. That means you're the ultimate head of the table. You got to get. You gotta get those seconds first, you know. Establish dominance. <laughs> over, yeah. Establish dominance over the plethora of food. Take the first bite. <laughs> take the, get the first slice of pumpkin pie. You know what I'm saying? Do the, uh, the um, scary movie my germs move like right into the mashed yeah. potatoes. <laughs> Double dip if you have to. Double dip if you had hell yeah, double dip in the in the community uh cranberry. Um yeah. that's so funny. Get seconds first was the first thing you said. That cracks me up. <laughs> <laughs> Establish your dominance and your alpha maleness, get seconds first at Thanksgiving. 
my man. <laughs> but uh, another thing I did want to bring up, but thank you, Kenny, by the way. Thank you, yes. Another thing I did want to bring up that I thought was really interesting from the ratings standpoint um, this week was, number one, AEW did like 1.14 million, which is like insane, like their third highest number ever. And um, uh, what I thought was very interesting was the highest rated segment was the Kenny Omega and Hangman Page kind of face-off. And it's interesting because those are two AEW guys. Those guys have never been on WWE programming. Those guys have never... Well, I mean, Kenny Omega was like on NXT like once, wasn't that he? Was, well, no, he was in uh, FCW before F- NXT. FCW, and, yeah. yeah. And I, <clears throat> I think that's really interesting. I think that's a testament to AEW and their ability to make a star. Now, I think, you know what, I think AEW, they're not out, like you said, WWE is a sports entertainment company first. AEW doesn't want to make a John Cena. They don't want to make a Rock. They don't want to make a, you know, Roman Reigns. They want, if anything, a Stone Cold, you know, like a guy known for wrestling. They aren't out to make these big guys that go beyond wrestling and go beyond that. They want to make wrestling stars. And I feel like they're doing a really good job with that. As much criticism and crap that they get for getting ex-WWE guys or whatever, which is the dumbest criticism I've ever fucking heard, um, as much criticism as they get for that, they're really proving that even though they have these guys that were in the big company before, their main guys, their main AEW guys who've never been on mainstream WWE television are the ones popping the ratings. Yep. Darby Allen's one of their biggest draws. Yep. Yep. I mean, I I I go on. I I go as far as to say Darby Allen might be a bigger draw in wrestling than Braun Strowman. Like, and Braun Strowman has oh, had yeah. all those years of exposure in front of millions of fans. But like AEW's ratings are spiking when Darby's on the show, and it's proving when Darby's the main event, his main event segments are the highest rated parts of the show. Meaning people are are watching the beginning and just sticking with the whole show because they're they want to see Darby at the end. A lot of the time, it'll go down towards the end because it's like you've been watching wrestling for hours and people drop off and go to sleep and stuff. But when guys like Darby are the main event, the number like increases, which is like really, really important. So, it's very important. especially especially at the tail end of a show. Yeah, for sure. So, I mean, and uh, Bill's Mafia says Deep South. That might have been where Kenny was. At, at one point, they had Deep South and FCW and OVW all kind of around the same time frame like pre-NXT, um, but, uh, but yeah, I, I mean, we're, it's just, it's just very, very, very exciting times right now in, uh, in the world of wrestling. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think if there was anything else that I wanted to bring up before we get out of here. I'm trying to think too. I can't, mm. um, the anything? New York, the Let's... New York, the New Year's Day show got announced, the pay-per-view. For who? The WWE? Yeah, I guess they're going to do a New Year's Day pay-per-view. Yeah, that's going to be in Atlanta, in uh, State Farm. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't know if I'll go or not. Mm. I don't know. Depends on if Roman's on the show. (laughs) That's pretty Uh much the whole draw for me with the WWE at this point. Is is Roman on it? Because the other thing I could be saying is like... (laughs) Is uh, is Alex Zane on it? Is uh, is Asher Hale on it? Well, probably not, so... <clears throat> so I, but yeah, I, uh, I'm, yeah, 
I'm just very, 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 very excited right now. Like today is, alone. Sorry, I'm, go ahead, Jesse. I was just saying, it is so fun to be a wrestling fan right now. Yeah, like today alone, we have <clears throat> we got GCW Homecoming Night One. We've got MLW's Battle Riots airing on YouTube for free. That that was recorded like two weeks ago, but <clears throat> it's airing tonight. Um, we've got. Um, I think I'm missing something else. We, I know we have a UFC show for MMA fans. We got Corey Sanhagen versus uh, TJ Dillashaw in the main event. There was another... I gotta look on my calendar. There's something I'm missing. Oh, yeah, there's also for uh, for Bare Knuckle Boxing fans, Artem Lobov is uh, is fighting tonight, Bare Knuckle. So, yeah. like, there's a... I mean, today in combat sports, there's, like, four or five shows that, like, I'm gonna be watching tonight, just, just tonight alone. Like, I love stuff like this. Um, and, you know, that's... Not to say, like, I hope the WWE can succeed. Like, I mean, they're growing to succeed, right? Like, they're a huge... Yeah. But it's just, you know, I I do... I'm very down on the WWE, but there are a lot of people in that company that I'm pulling for, obviously. There's a lot of good talent there. Um, I think guys like Drew McIntyre are, like, super talented. Just, just the booking is just... You know, there's nothing they can do about this stuff, unfortunately. Yeah. But... Like, Out of their control. It is, and and trust me, y'all. Like, as a wrestling fan, I want to I want to tune in. And, like, I watched Raw this past Monday, but we've already talked about that. It's like I, like, yeah, seeing Gold. Like, if I'm not into Goldberg anymore, like nobody is. Like, right. if you know, like, I think it's cool to see John Cena again, but like, it's also just a constant reminder that they don't have any stars on his level. And haven't for 15 years or whatever. That's true. It's kind of depressing. Right. And like, you know, it's just that, it's that kind of stuff. It's like seeing Big E with his money in the bank briefcase and knowing like, okay, you got something here, but being so unconfident that they'll actually do it the right way. Like, or in a way that I find to be entertaining. I hope it, I hope it, like, Big E should be the world champion. For sure. But like, should he beat Roman Reigns for the title? Probably not. And like, but like, how much do I care about seeing him versus Goldberg? I don't at all. Him versus Lashley could be good. But, like, if Goldberg beats Lashley, which I think is actually a possibility, like, you know, like, that would that say about your company? It. He did mention it on the New Day podcast. That he, he wants Goldberg? Go. Oh, yeah, he said, I'm not, I'm not a guy that's going to go 60 minutes. I'm not a high flyer. I just want two big, meaty men slapping me. Yeah, well, I, you might get it. Um... You know, but it's just, I, I want to, I, I want, I hope Triple H, you know, on his quest of trying to figure out how to attract fans, um, is able to get me back. Like, as I, I, yeah. I want to, like, there were certain things about SmackDown last night while I was paying attention that were, that were really good. Like, I just, it's just, is it good enough to get me to watch every week? Not really. It's something I was watching every week when, like, AEW wasn't on every week already. And, like, 205 Live is actually, like, a good show that I watch every week. And NXT UK, they're building Walter versus Dragunov. That's going to be probably the best match the entire company of WWE puts on the entire year. Um, it's happening on NXT TakeOver, which is going to be awesome because I'll watch the show. But the overall WWE audience isn't going to even have a clue. It's probably even happening. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like, that's the kind of thing where it's like, those two guys should be in front of millions of people having a match like that and like Dragonov could be a big star for them. I mean like you so could Walter, but we already know what to think about Walter. He gets beat by guys like Braun Strowman in three minutes or less. Um so it's just like 
And I keep bringing up Braun Strowman because, like, he actually did pin Walter, I'm pretty sure, in that Survivor Series match. Yeah. Um, where it's, like, Walter completely unbeatable. But same kind of thing with Karrion Cross. Another perfect example. Unbeatable for a year. Gets beat by Jeff Hardy in two minutes on Raw. Like, what's the, what's the future? Like, I'm a huge Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly fan. But they are out of stuff to do in NXT. But if they show up on Raw or SmackDown, they're, they're dead in the water. Like, they're done. Yeah. Like, just, as a fan, how can I get excited for that kind of stuff? So, exactly. it's a bummer. Kenny with another super chat. Uh, thank you so much, Kenny. Um, says, Steven sounds like NYC Demon Diva with that Roman comment or that SpongeBob episode with the Diet Dr. Kelp talking. <laughs> the Krusty Krab Krab pizza is the pizza for you and me. Believe it or not, I've never watched SpongeBob. <laughs> what? I know. Talking about uh, where the Roman Reigns, I order if he... Roman Reigns, I order. If he's not here, then I ain't buying. Oh, see. Okay, so you get it at least. I get it because they made this whole special Krusty Krab pizza for these people. He delivered it. He traveled through sleet and snow. And then he brought it. He finally got it to the guy after, like, trekking forever. And they forgot his Diet Dr. Kelp. And because they didn't have the Diet Dr. Kelp, he wasn't going to buy the pizza. It was very sad. Oh, I see. The only time I've watched Spongebob was in college. We used to get, like, really baked sometimes. And, like, this girl we used to hang out with used to always put on Spongebob on the TV, like, when we were just baked out of our minds. And I, it was always funny, though, because I would watch it and I'd be like, this kind of seems more like for adults than kids. It is more <laughs> for and it's all the Nickelodeon shows now. It's really weird. Like, I, that, Nickelodeon is like the Spongebob sh- channel. It's I, bizarre. I believe it. You know, that's that was actually... It's nothing against Spongebob, because I know that's, like, the biggest show they've, like, ever done. But, like, that was when, like, I got out of Nickelodeon. Like, that yeah, was... Yeah, was... it was right when we were, like, growing up and growing out of it. Exactly. It was, like, kind of the, the, the timing of, like, that show became, like, really big. And I, I remember watching, like, the first couple episodes and just not... It just, like, wasn't for me. But, like... And I saw the writing on the wall. It was, like, oh, they're not really showing Hey Arnold that much anymore or Doug that much anymore or, like... Rugrats or whatever it was, like all these shows that I watched, I realized they were like all getting replaced by SpongeBob or other shows that were trying to make be more like SpongeBob. And when they canceled Invader Zim, that was it for me for Nickelodeon. I know that was a big like I actually didn't get into that one either, but I know that has like a big cult following that show. I was, I, that's when I turned goth basically. Nice. I memorized every single episode. I had every single piece of Invader Zim merch you could have. I started an online petition to get the show back on. It was crazy. Oh my god! You're one of those. That's yeah. That's badass. So that's true I wrote fan. fan fiction. I wrote a fan fiction, not like that kind, not like the <laughs> not the nasty kind. Not I like actually fan, wrote... not like the crossovers with like uh, like Lois Griffin and uh, no, the... <laughs> no, not like a sexy time. It was like I actually like sat down and was like, I'm gonna write an episode that I think that they could air. I don't even remember what it was about, but my parents thought it was really cute. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, that was just kind of for me. That was the era of like switching honestly i sort of because i always like cartoons um yeah i i there and so this is so off topic but it's a good thing to end on on a, on a happy just note about just childhood and stuff they um i was in a cartoon network and nickelodeon at the same time because mm-hmm. they kind of at the same time they were running like 
Cow and now, Chicken. Yeah, Cow and Chicken and Powerpuff Girls and Johnny Bravo. All the cartoon, I think it was yeah. like cartoon, cartoon type stuff. Yeah, cartoon, and, cartoon. <laughs> and <clears throat> over on Nickelodeon, I also was a big fan of just like, you know, Salute Your Shorts and Keenan and Kel and all that and Are You Afraid of the Dark and Clarissa Explains It All and like all their... And all their all the, like game shows, Double Dare and Legend of the Hidden Temple and mm-hmm. and uh, Guts and all that stuff. Huge. So that was that just. I so I was a big fan of both, but then when like I started getting a little older and they stopped showing the shows I like so much, I remember turning more to like the Disney Channel, and I remember getting more into like because I was also in like middle school, so I, I was into like Even Stevens and Lizzie McGuire, and I never got uh, into Disney Channel. Really. So, no. because they also would air like recess and stuff too, like like that, cartoons I could, I that I liked. That. Yeah, and then they wound up getting the rights to Doug, which was really that, weird. That was weird. That was like an AEW WWE thing. Yes, yes, that that was weird. That would have been I like like it. They changed it. Yeah, they did. Um, they, they <laughs> yeah, very true. I forgot about that. That was a memory I blocked out. <laughs> Just suppressed it oh, so deep. Shit. Oh my god, it's like a fever dream. I forgot about that. Oh, you want to talk about fever dreams? You remember the show Wienerville on Nickelodeon? Yes, that like, guy with the big, the big head, and he was like the baby, and he got pied. Yeah, yeah, they had like all those little puppet people. Yes. Um, and the I'm bony, I'm bony, give yes. me some baloney, like that, all that stuff. Yes. That like, how did that exist? Like that was like a f- acid trip. That of a was show. a product of cocaine. Yeah, product of yeah. Everybody involved in that show. A show they from cocaine. And like Rocker's Modern Life, there was all these adult references. It's awesome. It's changed so much since then. Now everything's so like politically correct, which I get. I get like the the, I get the positives that come with that as well. But like, it's it's funny to me now. Like this is the last thing I'll say about it. I've talked about on the show before. It's funny now how like everything gets like people try to cancel so much stuff that like they don't like in like 2021 but i promise y'all everything you liked at, at any point in your life has something cancelable about it think about any cartoon that you watch as a kid there's something in that now that's like kind of questionable you know what oh. i mean by today's standards oh yeah so ren and stimpy was i can't believe <laughs> i cannot believe your parents let me watch that i can't believe that was on a children's channel like that's yeah, straight <laughs> up because it got that moved to MTV. It started was, on Nickelodeon, then it got moved to that MTV. Was a cocaine decision. That was a cocaine decision right yeah. there. <laughs> Nickelodeon was basically run, fueled by cocaine, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think there was a lot going on with all that. There was a, there was a, uh, that, was a, that was definitely just a different time, that's for sure. Um, now, now it's like now people like our age are running the shows, and it's all fueled by, by Mary Jane. Yeah. <laughs> Like such a contrast, Mary Jane and wokeness. Yeah. I, I, I think I, I think it would be awesome. I think there might be. I think they've talked about doing this, and it might actually be happening. But if they bring back these Nickelodeon game shows, like like uh, Legend of the, of the Hidden Temple or Guts or any of these kind of shows, but it's adults like us competing that watched as kids, like that would be awesome. Like if you got to be thirty years old yeah. and like try to run up the aggro crag and like win the prize Ooh, that you yeah. wa- always wanted as a kid. Like, like you imagine being our age, Jesse, early thirties, winning a trip to space camp. <laughs> oh, 
Dude, I got to go to space camp on a fucking field trip because I lived in Orlando. No, you told me about that. And I am jealous because... I got to be on the little super-duper rotator. <laughs> oh, really? Like the ball thing that you I like? Thought, yes, they, they picked me for that. <laughs> it was so fun. And you know what's great? It's because it was like you're in the middle and all this stuff. You don't get dizzy. Oh, really? I feel like I would yeah. be puking like in the air all over the place. Oh, it was man. so fun. But, yeah, my point is really more, like, just any prizes, like, if they still had, like, access or, like, a back, like, a like a warehouse that still had, right. like... Slimed. Go get slimed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get gack all over you. Yeah. Um, win, like, one of those, like, Casio keyboards. Yes! <laughs> yes! Oh, man. Well, this is probably a good time to wrap it up because uh, the viewership yeah. is dropping. <laughs> Nickelodeon's going to take over your school. Hell yeah, dude. Super Toy Run. I would still want to do that oh, as an adult. Dude, I forgot about that. Yeah, it's awesome. Oh, man. R.I.P. Toys R Us. Yeah, we can't even do it anymore. <laughs> Toys R Us isn't around. Oh, well, so much has changed. a baby because Babies R Us was fantastic when my oldest was little. Oh, anyways. Yeah. Oh, thank you, Kenny, for bringing us the nostalgia. Yes, thank you, Kenny. I forgot why we even started talking about all that, but it was because <laughs> of the uh, the Kenny Super Chat, which we very much appreciate. We appreciate all your Super Chats. Um, okay. sent a lot today, y'all. Very, very much appreciated. Um, goes that, Your Super Chats go farther than you guys understand. I mean, not to yeah. insult your intelligence, but y'all don't understand how much it helps just for the little extra money a month that we get from these shows uh, for Jesse and everything she has going on with her family. And then mm -hmm. for me, like, yeah, I got bills too. It's not like I make a ton of money doing what I do. So it's like this, every, it's funny. Cause like this, the way that I live and it's going to sound kind of sad to people, but like every $4 that I make, I'm like, that's like a solid meal at Wendy's. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a bachelor. Oh, you know, I really am. I very much am. But it's one of those things where it's like, every time we get a super chat, I'm like, that's a couple meals right there. Like that, that goes, not that's that I'm, not that I'm starving, but you know what I mean? It's like, that's just yeah. like peace of mind where it's like, even if I don't make as much money as I, cause my, my pay doing so much freelance stuff, it just fluctuates so much each month. Mm -hmm. So like, right. Exactly. And I know for you, exactly. Exactly. So it's one of those things where it's like every now and then when you get a couple extra bucks, it's like awesome. I don't have to really think about certain things so much throughout the month. And it really, really helps a lot. Y'all. So I, yeah. I very, very appreciative. Um, I'm not going to pull the sponsors up onto the screen today, but I'll still talk about them. Um, but Jesse, if you want to just kind of like let everyone know about the stuff we always tell people about, because you're really good about remembering to tell people what to do about the channel and all that stuff. Then I'll just uh, talk about our sponsors and we'll get out of here. Sure. As I said in the beginning, we absolutely love the, uh, the, the chat. You guys have been absolutely fantastic today. Lots of familiar faces and some new ones. And oh, Kenny, that bastard with another super chat said, Courage had one sh song on their show, Nightmare Fuel. Dude, the the one guy who kind of looked like Mr. Stabby. Oh, what was his name? I don't know. That show was Nightmare Fuel, but I loved it. I uh, only remember the dog and the old man. That's all I remember. And, about the, and the grandma. Oh, the grandma. That's right. Yes. Yeah, there was one with a guy. There was a guy, and he was like a murderer or something, if I'm remembering correctly. But I loved that show. So thank you so much, Kenny. Really, really, really appreciate it. But yeah, we love our chat. Our chat is absolutely amazing. You guys are fantastic. Um, and we want more like-minded people like you guys in the chat. So if you guys could do us a favor, if you like what you saw, 
If you enjoyed this, please do give this video a thumbs up and do consider subscribing to the channel. That way you'll never miss another another live stream. You'll get notifications about it. Hit that bell. The thumbs up, it helps the algorithm out. It gets more amazing, cool people like you guys in the chat, and we love that. We want more cool, engaging conversation. So thank you so much, everyone. Yes, thank you all very much. And those thumbs ups helps a ton, like Jesse said. Subscribing <coughs> ensures that you'll know when we're going live. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> I feel like it might have got something caught in my throat right at the end of the show. Oh. <coughs> um, but uh, uh, but also if you're following us on Twitter, Fight Talk underscore Jesse the Buckeye, uh, we try to put links up too to give you all a heads up on when we're going live. Um, and you know, shout out to all our sponsors. And, and if you send any last minute super chats or donations while I'm saying all this stuff about our sponsors, we'll still address them before me and Jesse sign off here. Um. Starting off with, uh, let's start with WrestleRumble.com. They're the place to be for fantasy pick'em contests for professional wrestling. The last few pick'ems they've had have had $1,000 prizes. They also do belt raffles, and um, and they gave away some AEW tickets for All Out recently. I got to double check right now to see what is still open. I believe they're still doing the Seinfeld-style uh, artwork. Uh, yes, so right now for $1 on their website... You jump on WrestleRumble.com, you throw $1 in the pot, and you could win custom artwork. It's like a Seinfeld-inspired uh, drawing that has The Rock, Steve Austin, Randy Savage, and The Undertaker in it. So, pretty cool stuff. Uh, if you're a fan of artwork, Seinfeld, and or professional wrestling, pretty cool piece. It could be yours for only $1. Um, and stay up to date with all their contests at WrestleRumble on Twitter. Also, shout out to uh, Music City Toys and Collectibles. They're the place to be for action figures, magazines, uh, DVDs, autographs, anything you can think of. Pro wrestling memorabilia. Um, they also have, you know, traditional sports stuff. They have uh, combat sports stuff uh, as far as, like, the same type of stuff. You know, action figures and DVDs and all that kind of stuff. Um, same with, like, nerdy stuff that I'm into, like Power Rangers and and just anything you think of. Uh, Music City Toys and Collectibles has probably got you covered. And they're nice people. They'll give you fair business. They're really easy to deal with. They do sales on their Facebook page pretty often. It's a lot of fun. They just put items up on the screen. And, like, if you're in the live chat, you can claim the items. And they just bill you for them through PayPal. And it's super simple. Um, and the prices on their on their Facebook, too, they don't they, they include the shipping. So, like, if you see right. something, it's all yeah, it's super easy. Like, if you see something for 10 bucks, that's it. It's 10 bucks. Nothing extra. They send it to you for the $10 that you paid. So... Um, check it out. Uh, support them. Uh, I got a signed Dan Severn glove to give away soon. UFC Hall of Famer and um, former National Wrestling Alliance heavyweight champion. Like, guys big in the combat sports world and wrestling and mixed martial arts. Um, but yeah, I've got a glove that, that they sent me to give away that I'm going to give away pretty soon. Um, mm -hmm. Through you know, this show and various shows, I'll tell you all how to win uh, whenever I got it all figured out. And then... Uh, they have a retail location at 101 West Main Street in Watertown, Tennessee. W-A-T-E-R-T-O-W-N, Tennessee. Um, so, yeah, you can go check it out in person and, and, and buy stuff uh, from them in person. It's awesome stuff they got going on. Make sure to follow them all on social on all their social media at Music City Toys. And also check out their new website, musiccitytoys.biz. There's actually a little uh, thing about the Fight Talk podcast on their um, partners page. So go support them over there. And last but never least, well, actually, we'll do two more. Independentwrestling.tv, 
Not a lot of live wrestling going on with IWTV this weekend, but you can still use my promo code FIGHTTALK, F-I-G-H-T-T-A-L-K, all is one word with no space. Check out, I mean, thousands of, of hours worth of professional wrestling on demand right now. Um, help support this podcast and anything else that I do with the Fight Talk podcast using that code. Shout out to Fight TV. You got GCW tonight and tomorrow night. Got Artem Lobov tonight as well on Fight TV, F-I-T-E TV. And <clears throat> shout out to my brother, Brian Jensen. Give him a follow on Instagram at B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L, Boxing A-T-L. He's a boxing coach. He owns Steel Boxing and Athletics out of the Atlanta, Georgia area, a small gym here um, in, in the kind of the Sandy Springs area. He can help you learn how to throw hands, get in better shape, lose, lose weight, um, help you compete at an amateur or pro level in boxing, kickboxing, MMA, any kind of combat sport. Um, he can also help you if you have any kind of neuro- neurological issues. So if you have uh, MS, Parkinson's, dystonia, anything along those lines, Brian's 100% certified to help you out. doesn't matter how, how big you are, how small you are. doesn't matter what your skill level is. It doesn't matter. Brian can help you reach your personal goals. If you want to meet him in Atlanta, Georgia, you can come by his gym. Uh, you can he can meet you at your business. He can meet you uh, at your house. He does whatever you need to do to once again help you reach your goals. And if you're anywhere else, he can help you online. He does Zoom calls, Skype meetings. He can even record uh, routines and stuff of, of of exercises to do, and just send them straight to you. And you can just watch them on the screen, and you can do your workouts with him. So. Um, I can't say enough good things. The best way to get in touch with him is through his Instagram page at BoxingATL, B-O-X-I-N-G-A-T-L. Get a knockout workout without getting knocked out. Hit up Brian Jensen, and as, as is the case with all of our sponsors, if you uh, hit them up and say, hey, I heard about you from uh, Steven and Jesse, I promise you get some good deals on whatever you're looking for. So that's everything I've got from that, and I know Kenny sent us a super chat. Yeah. So um, Jesse, I'll, yeah, go, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I literally just texted Hannah about that. So I sent her that. I said, hey, you're getting a shout-out in the chat. So she said, thank you. Um, says, huge woo to the utterly beautiful Hannah for winning Money in the Bank. Guessing. Kenny, do acknowledge that respectfully. Yes, shout-out to Hannah. We love her. We love a queen that can guess or accurately predict. It's not guessing. It's predicting. Uh, Money in the Bank. She's amazing. We love her. So, yes, shout-out to Hannah. She's amazing. Yay. Yeah, good for uh, Hannah. Queen Hannah. Um, one of my biggest supporters and whenever, whenever yeah. I'm on the fightful stuff, she's always like shitting on everyone I'm on screen with, but always saying the nicest stuff about uh-huh. me. It's so funny. Yay. That's awesome. Good job, Hannah. I appreciate that. That's nice. Maybe I'll get in there one day and start doing the same thing. There you I'll, go. I'll tag team with her. We'll be your, we'll be your, we'll be your wingman like uh, Bobby Lashley has. There you, or the, or like AEW has the Sable with JD Drake and yes. uh, and those fellas, the wingmen, uh, the the yeah. wing, the, basically so... basically the social outcast version in right. AEW. Right. <laughs> yes. So yeah, shout out to Hannah and thank you, Kenny. That really means a lot to us yes. and to Hannah. So thank you so much for that. As far as for my stuff goes, you can follow me on Twitter at Jesse the Buckeye. You can follow Steven at Fight Talk underscore. That's where you'll see me live tweeting all sorts of fun stuff. That's where you'll see me live tweet all WWE, AEW, maybe GCW. We'll see. Definitely Olympics for sure. So that'll be fun. Um, that's where you can follow me. If you want to like talk with me in the DMs, don't please don't go to my DMs on Twitter. Don't go to Instagram. Don't go to Facebook. You're not going to find me there. Where you're going to find me is my OnlyFans. There's a link in my bio on my Twitter. 
to my OnlyFans, OnlyFans.com slash Jessica Buckeye. That's the best way to support me directly other than this amazing YouTube channel. And you can please subscribe to the YouTube channel. That would really mean a lot. We're almost to 14,000 subscribers. Oh, wow. I didn't realize it was that high already. Yeah. Awesome. I just... I just looked, we're at uh, 13.9, so. Hell yeah. Thank you. To so, yeah, that. I know. That's amazing. So, super cool. We'd love to have more people like you guys. Give this video a thumbs up. And if you want pizza this weekend, it sounds like a good weekend for some pizza. If you're going to watch some GCW and pizza, GCW and pizza, a nice slice of the pizza pie. Pizza. You can go over to, what? I was said pizza, as, uh, as Steve Rule would say, pizza. Yeah, pizza. Pizza. <laughs> For your health. For your health. Dingus. <laughs> Dingus. Dingus. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. You drank. You drank. You always just call people the same name. It's <laughs> so funny. I, I love uh, Steve. Rule. No one's going to have a clue what we're talking about. <laughs> you love, we love a Steve Rule. What do you feel like? Your pizza with your pepperonis? Yes. And your, your, your slice? Hanging out with your puppets. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse two five. <laughs> yeah, two five. That's right, Jesse two five. That's the promo code, Jesse two five. You get you get discount on your pizza at your Papa John's, your Papa Jan, <laughs> your Papa Jans. <laughs> oh my God! So uh, Papa John's, Jesse twenty five for twenty five percent off your your entire pizza order. Help a girl out. Help yourself out. Get twenty five percent off. For your health, for your wallet's health. For your health. Oh my oh, god. Oh, Kenny got bastard again. Yeah, OnlyFans, Jesse, or get scold them the rules. That's right. That's right. You get yelled at if, if you don't subscribe and you try and do anything else. Don't mess. Thank you, Kenny. Thank you, Kenny. For real. Like, all the super chats you're sending yeah. today, man. Like, very, very, very much appreciated. And, and, to, and everyone who sent super chats. Thank you so yeah. much. To put it in perspective, like, these super chats, like, are helping pay for my medication that I have to take every month. So, you know, that's 60 bucks. And I got to get that 60 bucks. So that really does help. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. <clears throat> this has been fun, y'all. Good conversation. Yeah. Fun um, stuff. We'll probably be back um, maybe early next week. And then maybe keep trying to do Saturday mornings when, when we're both available. Yeah. Because this has been a... Yeah, it's been a lot of fun doing these past couple Saturdays. So, um, once again, if you're subscribed, if you're following us, then you'll know, like, pretty much the moment that I know we're for sure going to go live, I I tweet something about it on Twitter. Yeah. And then Jesse always as well. Like, we're always just trying to, because it's usually, we don't even know until usually the night before for sure. So, or even sometimes the day of. So, that's why it's important just to be following us so that, you know, you don't miss the show if you if you want to join in. And if you're hitting those thumbs ups, it just helps. It helps the algorithm on YouTube. Just full transparency. It's just a better way for people to find the podcast, and it helps out a lot. If there's anyone still watching this or listening to this, I never push it, but I have a merch link in the bio, in the bio like below us. Um, and it's probably a part of the link tree that's that's there. I, I can't remember how I, how it looks down there, but if you uh, if you buy that stuff, now is the time to get Fight Talk Podcast merch because I will probably get a couple new designs up there soon. And if you want to have like the OG version, like it, I'll probably still leave some of the stuff up there. But like, um, you know, now's the time to get some of that stuff because it might be getting replaced by new merchandise soon. So, um, go get it. So yeah, if you want some of the OG merch, 
grab it now just so you don't miss out if you wanted it. And, uh, and yeah, I might have some new stuff on there sometime soon. What a maneuver.net. So that's, uh, that's everything I've got, Jesse, anything else before we sign off? No, I'll throw back with another super chat real quick. Oh, says, keep on it and hit up, hit up fight talks, Twitch. Yeah. Plug your Twitch. Thank you. Throwback throwback <clears throat> normally i'm like man stop talking about my twitch because i haven't been on there in so long but i'm so glad you brought that up just now because on monday this monday afternoon the plan is for me and john mosley uh jumping johnny mosley aka mose uh who i do my weekly mma show with on the fight talk podcast feed he's also he's a commentator for um various indie promotions and a ring announcer for various indie promotions me and him on on Monday afternoon, don't know what time yet, but if you jump over to my, my Twitch channel, it's twitch.tv slash fight talk underscore. It's the same as like my Twitter, fight talk underscore. If you go follow me over there, that's free. If you want to subscribe, it's a few bucks, or you can use your Amazon Prime, uh, and that'll be free if you use your Prime subscription for it. We're going to be on there. <coughs> the plan is, uh, is uh, Monday afternoon. We're just going to go on there, and we're going to watch some old TNA wrestling for a few hours. We're just gonna pick a, a year, and we're just gonna put it up on the screen. And it'll be the screen with the with the wrestling, and then me and Mo's in our little boxes talking in video. And uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Basically, a watch along of just some random old school TNA wrestling. So, um, so yeah, That's thank you fun. very much. Another one. Thank you, throwback. So, what do you think about Jensen having a title belt from the tournament? Just wanted to know. You guys are awesome. I'm always down for a title belt. I think there should be a title belt for everything. I couldn't agree more. I'm trying to win that throwback championship uh, for the, yeah. the Wicked Crazy Pinfalls. Um, just keep me in the loop throwback because I, I, I don't want to forget to get my predictions in when I need them in. But I know my matchup's got to be coming up pretty soon. Um, it's like a, like a bracket-style tournament. Yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I mean, if I win that thing, I'll definitely display it here in my office. I've, I've got some other uh, belts and uh, memorabilia and stuff, and I've got a spot that I could throw that that title belt in there with it. So, um, so yeah, and thank you, Throwback, for another super chat. Thank like, you so much, Throwback. That really means a lot. I feel I like we should sit here for you. just a second, just in case. Yeah. <laughs> um, we will sit here as long as you want. If we keep getting super chats, we'll sit here all day. So Yeah, really, I make money. <laughs> it so, really does. Throwback, that's awesome. That sounds like fun. Obviously, go check out Throwback's channel. Yes, Crazy Wicked Pinfalls. Woohoo! Big supporter of Fightful, just in general yes. as well. Huge supporter of Fightful. Very much appreciated. Yes. Yeah. I just, I, we're, I'm gonna hold. We're just gonna kind of kill a little time here for a second. And the main reason, not so much because I'm milking this, but because if someone does send a last second donation, I, they, I would just suck that like they sent it and yeah. we like went right offline right before we could read it. So. Um, just hang out here for just a second. <laughs> I need to keep an eye on the Olympics. I actually haven't watched any of the Olympics. I have watched, well, because it's on, like, in the middle of the night, and I'm up at the middle of the night. You know what I mean? Right. So, I've been watching, the, I have the NBC Sports app, and you can, like, live stream it. Because Peacock is fucking useless for this. There's no live streaming of the Olympics on there that I know of. Pathetic. It's fucking ridiculous. I can't stand Peacock. I wish I knew what was going on, too, with, like, these documentaries and stuff. You were supposed to get on Peacock for WWE, like, the Lex Luger one and the Nexus one and, like, all this yeah. stuff that, like, they announced but just never put on Peacock. Like, I don't know I what... Don't 
I don't understand how you can have a company that like you just the the right and left hand just don't communicate about this kind of stuff. Like you you advertise for weeks, like tune in for this Lex Luger icon show, and then like the day comes and goes, and they're just like, oh, never mind. Like, all right, all right, all right. Well, that's probably it. And thank you once again. Thank you all so much. Can't can't say it thank enough. Thank you, so much, everybody. If anyone does happen to send a super chat when we go offline, we will make sure to address it first thing on our next podcast, which will probably be early next week. So, um, yep. For Jesse Davin, I'm Stephen Jensen. We will uh, see you next time.